right, welcome back everybody. We are in the 24th episode of this Kingdom series and we are winding, winding down. But uh, the good news is, is that I got more content in store for you. Before we wind down though, this is, uh, we are going to talk about this main point and that is we have been delivered from the Kingdom of Darkness. Now, I've already talked about this in detail, but as I was going through and studying even more, I recognized that there is a portion that hasn't been said. And so this might be a part B to something that I've already put out there in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but needless to say, it needs to be said. So the kingdom, it uh, to reiterate, it calls us out of the kingdom of darkness and it brings us into the kingdom of light. And we begin to experience the reality of the king inside of our lives. We begin to see his, his glory of who he is, his assertive nature, this assertive father, uh, this, uh, uh, this being that, that brings healing and forgiveness and all of this different stuff uh, to people. And we see, you know, how glorious the king really is. And it pulls us out of the, the kingdom of darkness. You know, my personal story uh, might be a little more severe than uh, some other people, uh, but needless to say, it's my story and it's what happened to me uh, going through all that traumatic experience as a kid and going into being a drug addict and cooking meth and, and being involved with all of that stuff as a teenager and then God uh, saving me, rescuing me and pulling me out of that darkness. Now, during those times, uh, it was dark. Uh, that is uh, staying up for, for days on end, uh, hearing voices, you know, plotting to uh, kill me from seeing uh, shadows and, and uh, seeing angels and demons and, you know, all of these different things that, that take place, you know, inside of a, a strong act of addiction. And that was the darkness that I was experiencing. Not only that, but I was wrapped up inside of um, uh, magic and astrology and uh, reading books about, you know, how to control and to manipulate somebody to to do your will and all these different things. So there was a lot of there. There was a lot of darkness that was uh, taking place inside of my life. That is to say, the calling to come into the light was far more severe than, than a lot of us may experience. But that being said, that it doesn't matter that uh, the realm and the depths of the darkness, it doesn't matter, you know, how deep and or what it is. What it matters is that we recognize that the darkness is there and it's present and we understand that that God in the message of the kingdom calls us to be delivered from that darkness and that is a calling us out of that darkness and we begin to he begins to deal with our heart now inside of this situation uh, of using math and all of this content uh, books and stuff that I was consuming and all these different things the voice of God was there dealing with my heart and then I had this shift in this heart change where I began to look to him. And what happened was this, this uh, radical conflict into now I don't want to do these things. And, and when I find myself uh, uh, engaging in this activity, it doesn't feel right anymore. And it doesn't feel right anymore because I'm spiritually alive, right? 
And God's actively uh, talking to me and dealing with me and correcting me. And he's become my father. And now all of a sudden, you know, I have these uh, situations in my life. And the, the, the reality is, is that he was delivering me from the kingdom of darkness. And he was bringing me out. Okay. The scripture says this in Colossians 1 13. And, and this is a scripture that I've already de uh, dealt with. So I'm not going to dive into complete detail, but it says that he has delivered us from the power of darkness and he has conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. And when I hear God say that to me, I hear Tim, I have delivered you from the power of darkness and I put you inside the kingdom of my son. I put you inside the kingdom of love. And that is the powerful reality of what has uh, taken place uh, inside of the kingdom in the whole calling to which we are called to. Now, I do want to point out just like I've done in the past. And if I'm reiterating some things, maybe we need to hear them over. But the context is he has delivered us. And this is a past tense reality. And it's something that has already taken place. And that is that uh, having our mindset set to a future day that he will soon deliver us is a fallacy. And it's not something that is contained in genuine faith inside of the Bible. Genuine faith inside of the Bible is now today is the day of salvation. And that is that we begin to whatever God wants to do, we appropriate it today. And that if he wants me to turn to him, I turn to him today. And if he wants to revive me and fill me with his life, his life is here with me today. Now, the worst concept that we can have is that it's in some future day. And that is the same message with the kingdom that we have. Uh, we have stepped inside of the kingdom of light. And we experience the realm of the king and we're at his table and we're his child and inside of his royal realm and all these different things. And we can experience that reality today. And here's the here's the reality about eternal life. We think it's all about immortality. And that is that in a future day, we will be immortal. And the, the Bible gives something different. And that is that the son gives life to whoever he wills. Right. And that we get to partake of that divine life right now and that his life, this is called Zoe, and it's the quality of life possessed by the giver. And he possesses that life. OK, and he gives that life to us. And so these promises and this reality and this kingdom and this realm and this authority and the keys to the kingdom and all these different things are realities for us to experience right now. And in this moment, right now, I am in his kingdom right now. He is my king right now. I am accepted inside of a royal family. And right now I can come boldly to the throne of grace. His throne is grace. What a powerful reality. We're going to talk about that more uh, tomorrow. So he has delivered us is, is, is past tense. It's something that we should accept as fact now. Now, here's the problem. And I'm going to share with you uh, what I feel like the problem is. 
The problem is, is that we still have maybe some habits and we still have some hangups and we still have some difficulties that we face. And these cause us to believe that our deliverance is not real for us today. And the reality is, is that the, the grace of God or the power of God is there available to us and we can uh, stand in that today and it can be a reality for us today and don't allow circumstance or or habits or, or whatever is taking place in your side inside of your life to tell you that you have not been delivered that is the ultimate lie well you haven't been delivered because you blanked today whatever the blank is you fill in the blank like you lied today you got angry today or whatever it is that it's your deliverance is not real because you whatever right and the reality is is that that keeps us into a future day of someday i'll be delivered and we have to grab a hold of faith and reality for today that i have been delivered and that is that i'm no longer under the authority of darkness and that is that I can begin to yield to the spirit of God uh, inside of my life and I can allow him to rule and reign and he can be uh, my king uh, in practical reality. I can let uh, righteousness begin to reign in my life today because I have been delivered and because the authority of darkness has been broken over my life and because I'm in the kingdom and that kingdom is the son of love. Now, here's one thing. There's there's two things that cause me to radically, and I do mean radically. If you've listened to uh, these episodes, you know that uh, Tim's a little radical, right? And I'm about to share with you the two things that produce, well, three things. Let's go three things. Three things that produce this radical uh, shift inside of my life, okay? First is the, the revelation of the kingdom, and that is not this personal salvation of escaping hell and going to heaven. The message was to repent and to turn to God and to to begin to understand that it is all about the king and his kingdom. Okay. That was a radical, radical, powerful shift in my life. Powerful. The next uh, thing that began to um, grab a hold of my heart and, and cause me to understand the king and that is the king is assertive and that is that um to be king right uh requires an assertiveness and then i begin to uh read through the gospels repeatedly i mean like over and over i went through the four gospels went back went through the four gospels went back went through the four gospels went back and i see multiple multiple different things each time jump out at me and so the reality of the assertive nature of Christ, which I've already discussed in thorough detail, but I'll share with you just a little bit, that he was a revolutionary and he was a rebel. He didn't conform to religiosity or to the masses. And when the people tried to make him king, he refused. And when the devil tried to tempt him, he turned him down. And this powerful, powerful assertive nature of the king is attractive, okay? And on the flip side, if he wasn't assertive, that there would be nothing wonderful about him whatsoever. If he didn't require complete allegiance, there's nothing wonderful about a husband that allows his wife to just have all these lovers, right? There's nothing attractive about an unassertive God. 
And so the reality of the assertive nature of God uh, caused me to behold uh, his majesty and to see him as he really is. And that is the great king. And one of these things that keep us from seeing that reality is maybe uh, seeing his first coming and his humble submission and, and going like a lamb led to the slaughter. And I get all that. I get the the powerful uh, message of salvation that is being delivered in that. But that's not the only thing. If you read the end of the book, you will catch a vision and the revelation of the king. And at, throughout the whole book of Revelation, you'll see how worthy he is, how awesome he is, how great he is. They ask, who is worthy to open this book and to unleash the seals and no man was worthy except one and he steps up and, he, and he's going to to open that we often think that we're waiting for evil to get to its full fullness and what we're actually waiting for is the lamb to open the book he's the one who rules and reigns right and so this this awesome majesty of beholding the king and seeing his assertive nature is what uh, uh, attracted me uh, uh, to this radicalness of the the power that's moving inside of my heart. The next one is the calling to the kingdom of love. And that is that God is love and the king is love and he's going to rule in love. And that of his kingdom, there will be peace and no, no more sin, sorrow, crying, dying, all of those different things. Then we get the ultimate revelation that our king is love. Now, many people say, what about his wrath? And I'm glad that, uh, uh, <laughs> that I hear people say that because it, his wrath has to be motivated by love. And that is to say, if the king uh, displays wrath and he is a king of love, then that anger or that wrath is coming from love. Okay. And that is to say, if there is people that have sworn allegiance to the beast and have committed wholeheartedly to eradicate righteousness from the earth, you can bet the king of wrath is going to show up and handle business. And he's going to do so because of the love that he has for the citizens of his kingdom. Hello. And this is the reality about any wrath that we see, uh, 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 inside of the kingdom and inside of God, if we understand the foundation is love, then we will know and understand that the wrath is coming from the place of love. So these things are what's radically and set me on fire and passionately. Not only is it the kingdom of love, but that that's the way he deals with me personally. And this brings us into the passionate revelation of being fathered by God and that we are his child and he's going to deal with us as he would deal with the son. And that is that if you need a whooping, <laughs> that is, if you need course correction and you need guidance and you need wisdom and you need a, a hand to, to guide you in a certain direction, that's what he is for us. He is love. And that is to say, now, when we talk about the fatherness of God, then we, then we have to remove ourselves from the permissive father because the permissive father is being promoted by all of these different organizations out there that he's uh, so permissive, right? 
and that he doesn't uh, correct, he doesn't rebuke, he doesn't uh, do any of these things. And we see the exact opposite inside of the scripture. It just doesn't, their, their uh, uh, theory doesn't hold water. And so we have this permissive father. And then on the other side of legalism, we have this aggressive father. And that is that he he um, he's going to use people. He's going to be control people. He's sick. He's disgusting. And he's only concerned about his own personal glory. And he wants all of these people just to worship him because obviously he's got some hole inside of his heart. Right. That he needs this. And what in actuality, the person that they're describing is Satan and it, it's sick and it's disgusting. Right. And so the revelation of the kingdom of love to not only inside of the kingdom, but to me personally, that is to say that love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not uh, think of his own. It's not easily provoked and thinks no evil. It bears all things, believes, hopes, endures all things. And we see this, this, this revelation of love. And we see that God is love. And we see that my experience should line up with love and that I experience a patient, good, encouraging, loving father that disciplines me and supports me and corrects me and all of these different things, that that is the reality of what we have inside of the kingdom, a loving father, a kingdom of love. And here's the reality that when we experience that we're able to give that to others and I, there's a clear indication by the way that we treat people uh correlated to the god that we believe in and that is that if we believe in this permissive father will be uh permissive towards other people and that is that the the sin that's destroying their life and their mistakes and all this stuff you know i won't i won't point that out because you know mm, uh, I'm permissive. It doesn't matter. Or, you know, I want them to like me. So I'm not going to say it's very, uh, permissive in nature. So we become like the God we believe in. And so same with the rigid, aggressive, demanding, angry father. And it's easy to pick on, pick up who somebody is being fathered by. And that is to say, when Jesus uh, came in contact with these Pharisees and he goes, you're of your father, the devil, it was easy for him to pick up on who they were being fathered by. And that was the reality of the situation. And so the assertive nature of Christ coming in, uh, you know, inside of his kingdom and having that being focused and, 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 and experiencing the God of love, all of these things set me on fire i mean fire and this is the deliverance uh from the kingdom of darkness isaiah says this isaiah 60 uh verse 2 for behold darkness it covers the earth and thick darkness is over the people but the lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you and that is that we are uh, people that have experienced his deliverance and he's pulled us out of the darkness. And because that has taken place, we are to shine his glory and everything will appear upon us and we will be the lights to the dark world. The message that, I, that I'm telling you about his kingdom, about his love 
and about the assertive nature of the Father, that this is the revelation that brings light to a dark world. Why? Because they believe he's permissive. Because they believe he's aggressive. And that is not the truth. That he's an assertive and loving father. So Romans uh, 7, 6. We are going to talk about uh, for this next 10 minutes what it is exactly that we're delivered from. And this is the the revelation that I failed to bring in the previous um, talk about this is that what exactly are we delivered from? And so the kingdom of darkness is in view here, but we also have clearly spelled out things that when we, when we enter into the kingdom of light, we begin to get delivered from some of these things. Okay. And the first one is the law. Romans 7, 6, but now we are delivered from the law that is being dead wherein we were held that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. And I find this to be a big problem. And that is you could tell somebody who is not has not been delivered from the law. And when I say law, I'm saying uh, principles and commandments that cause you to feel guilty. And to cause you to see and recognize and understand that you are a sinner. Because the uh, God shows us what the purpose of the law was. It was for the whole world to become guilty before God. And that is the standard was set and the bar was set and nobody reached the bar. And that's what it means to be a sinner. And that means failure to miss the mark. And that is to say that the bar is so high that you can't reach it. Boom, purpose of the law done, right? But people that who are not delivered from the law are still striving. And that is to meet that standard for God's acceptance, for God's approval, and to get God to love them. And the message of the kingdom is far different. It's for God so loved the world that he gave. And that is that he has uh, uh, given you this kingdom, receive it and accept it and understand that you have his love, that you have his acceptance and that you are his child. If you're getting corrected, if you're getting loved on, if you're getting some discipline, I can guarantee you, you're not a bastard child. You are a child of the king and he is dealing with you as such. And so understanding that you don't have to measure up, you don't have to get this uh, standard under your belt. You don't have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and all these different things that that legalists say you need to do to, to enter into this father relationship with God, that you have it, you receive it, you accept it, and you understand that he loves you. Now, here's the problem. If I have to do all that, to get him to love me and for him to allow me to experience his realm and his kingdom, then you're excluded because you will never measure up. And here's the reality. If we could do that, then Christ died in vain. And there wasn't any purpose and reason for Christ fulfilling the whole enchilada. There was no reason and no purpose if we could do it ourselves. And so that is to say that if we put acceptance, love, and approval on the other side of performance that I have to perform perfectly 
uh, then you are still held in the law and you don't understand the purpose for which it is written. And that is for you to become guilty. And if you want to live in that steel and live under that condemnation and live under all that guilt of all the reasons you don't measure up, what that is going to do is it's going to continue to push you down. The whole purpose was for us to understand that we don't measure up to the standards. Cry out for forgiveness and for mercy. Romans 8.21 Because the creation itself is del- will also be delivered from the bondage of corruption. So not only we have deliverance from legalism, but we have deliverance from the bondage of corruption. Now this has in view in understanding this, that the world is winding down. And that is, is in a process of erosion. It, it, it started, it was winding up, but now it's winding down. And that is to say that it is experiencing uh, a sense of uh, uh, erosion and corruption. The same thing is true for uh, society in general. It's not getting any better, right? It's getting worse. And all this advancement and all this technology and all the stuff that's going on, we're on the brink of World War III in, in reality, okay? It's not getting better. It's the corruption and everything's getting worse. So we are saved, from that corruption, the corruption that is corroding the world, you know, we're, we're safe from that, but the personal erosion, and that is, I want you to understand this because inside of the kingdom, we go from glory to glory. And that is a state from one state of glory to the next. And that is that we are increasing and we're growing and we're evolving and we're becoming better and better. Okay. And the deliverance inside of the kingdom is, is that that we step into this realm of increasing glory. Now, the opposite of that is increasing erosion. And that's what we are actually experiencing when we were dead. Before we were alive in Christ, we were experiencing death. And that is erosion, decay. And that is our, our, our morality, our whatever. Uh, everything about us was going to a process of eroding and decaying. And so deliverance inside of the kingdom is, is being delivered from that erosion and, and, and coming into uh, the state of glory from one state of glory to the next. This is the glorious liberty and freedom that we have as the children of God. First Thessalonians 1.10 To wait for the Son from heaven, whom he has raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. So we're delivered from legalism. We're, we're delivered from the erosion, uh, moral erosion, and we are delivered from uh, the wrath to come. And that is to say this, that anybody who is a part of uh, uh, God's kingdom and they have the spirit of God inside of their lives, they know for sure and have this, uh, 100% assurance that God will not destroy the righteous with the wicked. This has been for since the beginning of time. This is the lesson that we see in Genesis of Lot talking to God and saying, yeah, but will you destroy the city for 10 people? No, I won't destroy the city. And so what we got to understand is this, is that God will never pour out his wrath upon a city 
and consume the righteous along with it. And so this challenges all the paradigms of the people of, well, well, God is judging that city. Well, really? Uh, so you're telling me that there wasn't one person there or God is judging America. And so he uh, destroyed their towers. Are, are you telling me that there wasn't a righteous person in the tower? And so you're, you're, you're mistaken about what your belief is because God will never and ever consume the righteous with the wicked. And we know with this with a fact, and that is we have been delivered from any form of wrath that comes from God. That's part of our deliverance. Matthew 6, 13. Do not lead us in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. You see the attachment of, of getting out of temptation and deliverance from the evil one. It's attached to the kingdom of God and his power and his glory inside of that kingdom and living in that realm and, and living with that power. And we have been delivered uh, from the kingdom of darkness, we have been delivered from the evil one. And at any time, in any way or fashion, if we want the power to resist, this is 100% what I can guarantee you. God's power is available for you to resist. And that is the truth. Romans 7, 24. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And it goes on to say, thank you, Jesus Christ, you will, right? And so we have deliverance uh, from this body. Now, this is both uh, right now and in the future, that any time we want to be delivered from an impulse that this body brings that uh, uh, doesn't line up to the will of God, that can be uh, submitted to God. We can, uh, the spirit can help us beat our body and bring it into subjection and all those different things. So we have the authority over the body. And not only that, but in the future, uh, Galatians one, four, he gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of God, the father. So we have deliverance from the world and its systems. Most importantly, getting caught up in any one of these systems as the end all be all, you know, there's a lot of people that think that the utopia and the world peace and all these different things are going to be brought about by education. And so they went all in inside of education. There are people uh, that think that it's going to be through the radicalization of the minorities. And so they spend billions and billions of dollars uh, pouring into and supporting the radicalization of the minorities. And they thoroughly believe that the, the change is going to happen that way, right? And so they've, they've wholeheartedly put their investment inside of a world, uh, a method and system. And you can see by the chaos, uh, that that money produces inside of all kinds of different nations and in our own nation, if you haven't noticed, right, that is a evil, uh, modality. There's people that think that the, the, the change is going to come through uh, political and economic reform and all these different things. So basically, it's going to come from our politicians or it's going to come from money. And it doesn't all of those things are a farce. And here's the reality about this. If you gave 
Even God doesn't, it just came to my mind, God doesn't give the same thing to each individual, right? He gave one five, he gave one two, and to another one, uh, each one according to his ability, right? But here's the reality about uh, redistribution of wealth and, and making sure everybody's equal. And that is that the wise will always be wise and the foolish will always be foolish. And the foolish will always squander their resources. Therefore, they will have less than the wise. And that's going to be the case until the end of time. It's idealistic to think that we can start everybody from the same point and think that they're going to end at the same point. It's just not reality. It's not truth. Right. And so they invest all of their mindset and everything inside of that ideological framework. Open society, all these different things is mankind trusting in a modality to bring about a new age, a kingdom of peace, and all of it will come to an end. So deliver from this evil age is understanding that none of those things are going to work. And that I'm not going to trust in any of those things. I'm going to trust in the king and his kingdom. And he's going to deliver me from all of those ideological mindsets that produce all of this terrible, terrible behavior inside of people. And they're blind to it. And they don't even see it. Second Timothy 4.18. The Lord will deliver me from every evil work. And preserve me to his heavenly kingdom. Man, that is powerful. Mm. This has in not only deliverance from evilness. That the purpose of Christ was destroy the works of the devil. And every evil work and everything like that. But the preservation uh, for his heavenly kingdom just hit me hard. And that is God is able to deliver you. The God whom we serve is able to deliver, right? And not only will he deliver, but he will preserve you. And that is that we are inside of the hands of the king and his preservation power is there. And neither shall any man be able to pluck me, pluck them out of my hands. And this is the preservation that we have inside of the king. And lastly is the deliverance from temptation. The Lord knows how you can say that with me. The Lord knows how. When I talk about his divine ability, his capabilities, the Lord is able. That word able is, is divine ability, and that is attached to his capabilities, not ours. And this here, the Lord knows how. Yeah, he knows how. To deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust for punishment for the day of judgment. And so we see this, that with the temptation, God has provided a way of escape now, I must confess that when you're uh, surrounded, when it feels like you're drowned, maybe you don't see the way of escape or maybe it's unclear. But the reality is that with every opposition and every temptation, there is always the way of escape. And if we are looking uh, for the escape and we want his power uh, for resistance and then it's turning to him and it's allowing and yielding to his spirit and his activity inside of our lives. And you can guarantee that you will be delivered out of that temptation. You will have the power to resist and you will have the ability to say no if you want to. <laughs> oh, what a powerful reality. I'm going to leave you with this poem that I wrote from this study. Delivered from 
corruption into the glorious liberty. Jesus Christ, the coming King, every knee will bow at his feet. Darkness covers all the land. The Lord will rise with healing hands. Glory shall appear over us. Kingdom come in God we trust. Delivered from the evil one in the realm of his son. It is finished. It is done. The battle's over. We have won. Stay tuned for the last episode. We are going to wrap this up and you're not going to want to miss this. I will see you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.